0: Star Wars: Seven by Seven, Episode Two Thousand One Hundred and Eighty Five. Today, we're going to talk about process, specifically the process of making *The Mandalorian*. This is Episode Six from the Disney Gallery *The Mandalorian* series. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7 your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, six episodes in and the Disney Gallery series about The Mandalorian is now talking about process in a new way, at least new to us. And this is the shortest episode of the series so far, but I have to say this is also one of the ones that... If you are not a filmmaker, then it's almost a little difficult to get your head around, especially if you are not a filmmaker in this new and advanced filmmaking age. But that doesn't make it any less fascinating, so... Here's the general gist of how they are doing these Mandalorian episodes. They have the storyboards, they have the scripts, and so they animate the storyboards and they turn it into what they call animatics. So it's basically animating the storyboard sketches and they have dialogue that is recorded but it's not the actual actors. So Pedro Pascal is not doing the Mandalorians dialogue as they apply it to these animatics so they see kind of roughly what the episode flow is going to look like and they can start to make adjustments. And then they go into pre-visualization and this is where it gets technical where they are using game engines to replicate environments and using the virtual reality headsets so that they can see how those environments would look and they can decide how they're going to place camera angles as they're visualizing these things. They have people who are in motion capture suits who are having their you know body position and actions. That data is being ported into the game engine and then it's being ported into the virtual reality simulation so that the directors and everybody else can see, Oh, well, here's how we're going to implement this and here's how particular scene is working or not working and whatever tweaks they're going to make and once they've got it right then that's when they finally set up and do the actual shots and I gather from this that their post-production time is not the same as it would be if it had been a feature film right they don't have the luxury based on their time and their budget to have an extensive post-production period and to, quote-unquote, fix it in post, as it were. Instead, it is more of a run-and-gun mentality, but they are front-loaded on the planning stage of things. And this also gives us some insight into Season 2 of The Mandalorian and why it is that, they're still able to hit their October release date, especially with all the coronavirus shutdown stuff going on, because of the fact that the post-production stuff is comparatively limited. That's not to say that they don't have it, but that they've kind of minimized it. And they talk about this in terms of the stuff that they learned while filming season one of The Mandalorian, and Rick Famuyiwa actually speaks to that as, you know, he talks about the filming of his episode the prisoner where they get on that prison transport and free the guy and you know all that fun stuff that happens and so all of this pre-visualization stuff that they were doing by having people in motion capture suits and feeding information into game engine and looking at it through virtual reality and figuring out their camera setups and all that they did that for every episode of season two of the mandalorian so it's entirely done that way which gives them quite a leg up so by the time they finished principal photography for the mandalorian season two in february they had pretty much everything they needed in the can and so the notion of i think this is probably the more accurate way of putting it the notion of having to go back for reshoots like that's where they're particularly limited so it's not as if they can you know, do things in post-production that they couldn't do with feature films, like they can do some of that, but they just don't have the same option to be able to go back for reshoots. They didn't have that for season one, and the way that they prepped and planned and shot season two pretty much accounted for that particular limitation, and so that's another reason why season two is not going to be delayed. And there's one great sequence in here where they basically lay the groundwork for how this works, and Dave Filoni talks about his animation experience. And I thought it was pretty cool, so I'm going to share it with you here. This is Kathy Kennedy starting out talking about the iterative process of building these stories for The Mandalorian. John Favreau is going to come in, and then it's going to end with Dave Filoni. So here you go. The closer we get to that animation process mm, yeah. where you can iterate on story longer, right. there's a permanence to live action. Yeah that requires that when you're on that set, doesn't mean you can't go back and reshoot certain things, mm. but for the most part, what you're doing is permanent. Yeah. And then you have to move on. And anything about the process that allows you to iterate longer on story, is that's gonna make for it better It forces movies. the filmmakers yeah. to commit early and understand and fail early when it's mm-hmm. cheap and easy. And that's what you learn from animation because going all the way back to Snow White, there's still a scene that they talk about being on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. The idea that anything, that there's any waste in animation is is just antithetical to the culture. Yeah. And that's why we plan everything. And by the way, that's why I involve visual effects from the beginning, like as though you're my production designer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which, they need to be there from the beginning. Yes. So that it's it, not just thought of as a post-exercise. is fascinating to listen to live action people talk about this process as someone from animation, because mm-hmm. then I go back to, you know, where all the other animators are. And we all get together and we're like, they're really talking about the process we do. So there is yet another reason why Dave Filoni's presence on The Mandalorian is so vital to it. And great information from Kathy Kennedy and from John Favreau as well. And that's going to do it for our look at Process, which is episode 6 from the Disney Gallery series about the making of Star Wars The Mandalorian. And that is going to do it for our episode of the show today as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And May the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.